Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 475 of the Drunk Tracer Podcast. And as always, I'm Tyler. And joining me, we have the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gables. What's up, buddy? One hell of a busy week. That's what's up. Mm-hmm. But most importantly of all, I was able to get myself a copy of Pokemon Legends Arceus. Very nice. I had to travel a town over, but I found it. I got it. I played a shit ton of it. And man, I'm ready to talk about it. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Um, I do want real fast want to talk to the uh, for the audio or for the video listeners. Um, it's a little weird right now. Um, we have some Skype issues today, and uh, so we decided to use Discord tonight. Uh, and I Gables had listened to me for about thirty minutes, uh, bitch, and talk to myself, uh, frustratingly while googling trying to figure out how to get the shit to work on uh on Skype or on Discord. Uh, and this is the best I can get it for right now. So I'm literally oh. just screen sharing it and then compressing it. So it kind of, this is what it looks like right now. So we're a little weird today. I apologize. Um, I will try to set up a, uh, get it fixed in the future, but for right now, this is what we got. So I apologize, but, uh, hopefully next week it's better, but for audio listeners, uh, you don't notice the difference. Uh, hopefully, um, cross fingers. Uh, that's the case. But that's why we're the way we are right now. I, once again, I apologize. Uh, I will do better next time, but yeah, um, man, Gables, I'm doing okay. I'm doing pretty good. Um, I too have played a shit ton more of Pokemon Legends Arceus, and I can't wait to talk about. It. I've been really looking forward to getting your opinion on uh, said video game. Um, so I'm, I'm glad you're liking it. Uh, well, I guess I don't know that. I'm glad you're playing a lot of it. I should say because I, I, I can't wait to uh, get like deep dive into um, what you think. Because we literally have not said anything about. Even though we've talked for like we spent the last like two plus hours bullshitting, uh, we have not yeah. yet talked about this game. So, um, but yeah. Uh, anyways, Gables, um, I forgot to crack open a beer. I'm gonna do that right now. I've been so stressed out about this fucking Discord OBS bullshit. I forgot to crack open this beer. So, um, <laughs> hooray! I've already had like two of those one beers I drank last week. That I yeah. when I forgot to eat dinner, I drank like two of those and I felt pretty drunk. Uh, I did eat dinner tonight. Um, but I'm already feeling kind of a little, I got a buzz going on it. So this is my only beer I'm going to have for the podcast. So they, but they were also like big beers. These, this is just a regular size beer. I'm going to take a big sip here. Give me a second though. Mm. I don't like that. Go. I forgot that. I didn't like that beer. I, that's the one <laughs> I had two weeks ago. I didn't like it, but it's still in the fridge. I'm going to drink it because I paid for it and it's expensive. But anyways, Gables, um, we're here to talk about video games. This is a video game podcast. Um, and let's just jump right into it. Gables, the big news, okay. the big news of the week. I'm going to, I have to use my phone for our, uh, today. Look up the show notes. Cause the way everything's set up right now, it's a, it's a mess. Um, I'm a mess. Um, but anyways, the big news of the week, Gables, this one, I was really, I, this is another thing. I was kind of curious about your opinion on PlayStation buys Bungie for $3.64 billion with a B B as in boy. Um, so some of the things out of this is that um, apparently there's been multiple companies look, looking into buying uh, Bungie, uh, Microsoft, and them. There's been rumors for about a year now that Microsoft was talking about repurchasing Bungie. You know, initially, uh, Microsoft was owned by Bungie a long time ago when they made Halo. That's why they owned the IP. Um, then they became independent. That's when Destiny came out. Uh, PlayStation's had like a basically like a co-marketing deal with them as well. They've had like some exclusive content come to PlayStation um stuff like that and like some like getting stuff early um 
but Microsoft was in talks, and I guess like uh, recently they were like, "We'll buy you for two billion, but we want to like own you, as in we own all the other companies." But Bungie's been big about like we want our own independence. Um, that's been their big sticking point. Uh, and I guess that was kind of where they backed off at. There's other companies like uh, Bungie had a deal with the Ease where they invested like hundreds of millions of dollars into their next IP that they're making. They're making their life, life service game that was uh, going to be big for like the Chinese market, which I believe Net- NetEase is based out of. Um, so obviously um, with all that sounds like uh, NetEase, like their part is being bought out by PlayStation or Sony rather. Uh, another big thing they mentioned that was, uh, Bungie is staying independent. Everything will be cross platform and including their, their future IPs and future games, uh, will become, uh, will stay cross platform and it will not be including like going to Xbox stuff like that will not be uh PlayStation exclusive or, you know, PlayStation PC exclusive. They'll be going everywhere. Like they have deals in place, like they're on stadia, they're on, they're on Luna, stuff like that. Um, and they're, the big thing out of this is like it sounds like that PlayStation is like their goal is to have uh, 10 live service games running by t- uh, 2026. So basically by the end of this generation, they want to have 10 live service games. And obviously that's been a big deal um, the last generation or so of the live service games. You know, like they talk about like Destiny, like Bungie knows better than anybody about essentially about putting out live service games that maybe don't, you know, learning Learning on the job as you go. Once it's live, uh, this didn't go as well as we'd hoped. And then salvaging it, turning it to a very prosperous uh, business, uh, as we've seen with Destiny 2 as a platform. Um, so, yeah. So, it sounds like they're going to be using uh, Bungie as more of a um, revenue source, you know, bringing in a bunch of money. And then also learning, uh, getting their expertise on uh, live service and hopefully help PlayStation kind of avoid those bumps in the road that, you know, we see so many games come out and hit those bumps. Sometimes a giant concrete steel wall. Uh, but Gables, I mean, you're the big destiny guy in here. We have the big expansion coming out in a few weeks. Mm-hmm. I mean, what, what's your, what was your thoughts when you heard this news? Initially, I was surprised about it because I, I received a text message from one of my friends that uh, I tend to play destiny two with. And so I was like, Hey, Sony bought Bungie. And I'm thinking, Oh, ha ha ha. And I was in the middle of Walmart actually, Poke- actually buying Pokemon Legends Arceus without move like uh, happened. So I checked my phone, and sure enough, you know, I saw the deal transpire. And uh, well, initially, when I thought about it, it's like, okay, like, what's the details of this? Do they just own them for offright? Is it taking like initial like uh, cross platform stuff away from other platforms and stuff? But uh, no. Reading through a lot of the details, it's like, okay, multi-platform stuff. Bungie re- still has some form of independence and stuff like that. And that initially, the reason why Sony went through with this acquisition to begin with is to get more or less, like, not only just a revenue source, but expertise in developing their own multiplayer kind of live service type of games that they have struggled to go forth and do. So quintessentially, they bought Bungie because they wanted to a- like address a weakness that they got going currently, and that's having their own brand of live service that's going to stack up that they can update year after year and do this and do that. Because uh, with Sony, with PlayStation Studios and stuff, their main core strength is their first-party games, mm-hmm. obviously. It's their concrete first-party games. But uh, what I believe, what I think about it, is I feel like that this is kind of a prelude for another transaction that they're going to be addressing 
like yeah. further down the line, maybe another month or two, or maybe around June, who knows. But this this felt very odd in terms of a transaction in general, because, you know, it's it's funny because a week ago we were talking about how Microsoft purchased Activision Blizzard and like having their slew of catalogs. This is this thing here with PlayStation buying Bungie, this is an entirely different sort of set of circumstances. It's not like they completely own Bungie and then like they can't do these type of deals with Microsoft or something past a certain extent. But uh, this is more or less issuing, like uh, addressing with the needs that they have currently, which is, like I said before, multiplayer live service games that they desperately want to try to get a better foot in the marketplace in. But I get the feeling this is like a precursor to something else that they're purchasing in that regards. Because there's also rumors, there's there's been plenty of rumors in regards to transactions and like supposed like uh, addressing of uh, what potential companies may be purchased online by either Sony or by Microsoft in that regards. Yeah. But uh, thinking about some of the core like... Uh, things that sony really needs to build up on the gaming space you know it's like even though even though like uh they moved their headquarters into north america inside of california and did this and do that and stuff they are desperate they are honestly losing a lot of support from their home country in japan especially from some of the gamers that are there yeah and their core stuff and just thinking about it another core so they could go through an address is like buying like a company a major company say like a capcom you know because that would make a lot of sense to where a lot of the uh, japanese themed games that are fairly popular inside of uh, japan you know come out of from like capcom like say with monster hunter which that's a franchise that's hugely popular in japan and stuff for years yeah you know then you obviously the resident evil stuff the this and that you know and capcom is I would argue at its best point that it has been for over like since like over the past 15 20 years. Oh yeah, we, you know? we especially look at like over the last 4 or 5 years the their best selling games ever have come out in that for when you talk about Resident Evil Village 7 Resident Evil 7 is their second best selling game of all time. Monster Hunter World is their first best selling game of all time. Monster Hunter Rise, the one that came out last year on Switch, is their third best selling game of all time. Resident Evil Village is the fourth best-selling game of all time. Uh, and Rise is coming to uh, PC, I believe, or it's already out on PC now or coming soon, one of the two. Um, then that's only going to get even bigger. But, yeah, it's definitely um, – I mean, you got part of that, though, is that, like, the Resident Evil games are bigger in, in Europe and America than they are in Japan. But yeah. Monster Hunter – the Monster Hunter games are huge in, uh, in Japan. But the big thing about that is that Monster Hunter Rise is a Switch-exclusive and has outsold uh, Resident Evil Village and sold, you know, a few million less than Resident Evil Seven. But Resident Evil Seven is on, you know, is streaming in Japan on Switch. It is yep. on PlayStation. It's on Xbox and it's on PC and VR. Um, right. It's on one more platforms. And Monster Hunter Rise has been out for less than a year and has already sold. Uh, is already the third best selling game of all time uh, for Capcom. So that's um, like a testament of yeah. like how awesome the sales for the game on the Switch is. Yeah, you know, and that, that's part of the reason why I think what. Sorry, to cut you off, but that's part of the reason why I think it's like would be harder to buy that for that reason because it sells right. 
that Rise is selling super duper well on Switch. But I mean, although like I said, Monster World is on isn't even on Switch. It's sold over seven. So it's it's nearly double the second best selling game of all time for Capcom, which is Resident Evil Seven. It's around ten million. Right. Um, but and that one is not on Switch. It's on PC, Xbox, and PlayStation. So those I mean, those franchises just sell. But like, yeah, like you like you said, like um, PlayStation is. I, I feel like you know they've pretty much succeeded Japan to Nintendo, and like you see, the the more popular PlayStation gets, the kind of less popular they get in Japan. Like you see, like exactly. this balance of like right, PlayStation is blowing up in, in America, but they're dropping in in Japan. And you also see, I mean, obviously the Switch helps too. I'm not trying to take that away from them, but like Nintendo is getting bigger and bigger and bigger in Japan. And you see that the marketplace for, you know, PlayStation just dropping. It's still like, not obviously it's not like, not Microsoft. Like it's not like an Xbox. It's something way better than Xbox is. But yeah, like it is nowhere near like you could, yeah, you just see like, yeah, we're going to make, you know, that's part of it where, you know, America, you know, especially like like North America and like Europe where there's a lot more people. Uh, that are interested in those things. And Japan is very big on mobile and uh, handheld. I mean, that's always been the case for them. So Switch is the perfect console for them. And we, we were like, um, I think like the Switch is like um, over a quarter of the Switches I have been sold in Japan, which maybe doesn't sound like a lot, but there's a lot more people outside of Japan that are in, than in Japan. Uh, so that's quite a bit. Percentage-wise, that's quite a bit. Um so yeah, I don't know. I I do think like like sounds like like I said this is going this is like they've been discussing going back and forth for a while now. Uh, Microsoft is interested, NetEase, uh, several other companies are interested. So it's just you know you know you hear about like comparing it to like sports when it's like you only need one other team to be interested uh, in a trade. You only need two teams interested right. in a trade to, to bring up the market value for that player, and you might you might overpay for them a little bit, but. If that's what you got to do when you have, there's other people, you know, when there's, there's a competitive marketplace, price is going to go up, and that's just the case. So, um, I mean, well, yeah, uh, like, like, like initially, just stated, you know, just, uh, just uh, kind of tie up loose end in a bow, so to speak, on this one. Where, <clears throat> I mean, it just basically feels like to me that it's like a prelude to what Sony may go forth and want yeah. to invest into, like another company in general. I mean, for all we know, it may be a Capcom or maybe a Konami or whatever. It's it's just the feeling that uh, that you know they've even went through on the record and said they've they're not done with going through. Or oh, maybe yeah. it's just like a rumor from analysts or something saying they're not done with purchasing studios. Yeah, they're yeah. not done with acquiring studios. Which Xbox did the same thing, um, and I, I you know I think that's right. Even it's it's kind of funny when Nintendo's like kind of like said like they're not gonna just buy stuff for the sake of buying stuff okay but um yeah i don't know i mean i think that's just the world we're in right now especially in gaming where consolidation is just becoming a thing we're gonna see a lot of you know bigger fish eating the smaller fish you know there's always bigger fish to quote obi-wan um is that qui-gon that's obi-wan is that Qui-Gon? obi-wan qui-gon pretty sure it's obi-wan but never mind it's episode one uh so yeah, I, I think that's going to continue on. I mean, there's no no signs that stop it, especially as gaming has gotten bigger. Um, you know, it's just, we we see that like we see see arms race for content now. Uh, we see that with streaming services with Hulu, Netflix, and um, HBO Max, where it's like fucking. I think Netflix paid like 
over $200 million just to get um, fucking Seinfeld on their streaming platform. We've seen that with like, um, I think like South Park, like HBO Max paid um, $150 million to get them on their platform exclusively for like six years or something like that. Um, I think uh, Netflix paid, I think just to have the right to to put the movies on there, paid 200 plus million dollars just for the rights to Knives Out 2 and 3, which I love Knives Out. It's a fantastic movie. Uh, but that doesn't include paying the actors and making the movie. They just paid $200 million just for the right to make those movies. Um, so, it, it, I mean, we're at, this is where we're at. Content is king right now. We're especially as streaming services and we're trying to, you know, when there's so much content out there nowadays, we got to do as much as we can to get that said content uh, and get people to pay for our streaming services to, you know, to make those content. So, I mean, that's just where we're at. Um, so we'll have to see how things go in the future, but Gables moving on to some yes. other news here. I don't know how much this, there is to say on this, but I figure we should talk about, it. we had two state of plays this week. We had a grand Trismo seven one and we had a ghost. Tar- it was oddly enough, like the, the day of the grand Trismo state of play, they announced a Ghostwire Tokyo state of play the very next day. Um, I, I started watching the ghost, the grand Trismo one. I got about three minutes in and I started staring at my phone. And then about 11 minutes in, I realized I had been paying attention in the last eight minutes. Um, <laughs> that one was just not for me. Um, I did not even bother watching the state of play for the Grand Truth. I stuff. just wanted to see, like, what's the selling point on it. And it's just like, right. we just really want to fuck our cars is what I got out of it. Um, so, uh, which, I mean, if that's what you want to do, good for you. I hope you're happy. I hope your car's happy. Um, I don't know how semen... In the in the gas tank works. <laughs> I hope that doesn't like really fuck up. Is that like what is that what E fifteen gasoline is? Is it just cum gables? <laughs> it's like that, I don't. I, I'm sorry. I'm moving on here. But um, so yeah, it was very weird. I was just like, you know what? I'm just gonna stop. Anyways, that game's coming out next month in like early March. Uh, so if you're interested yeah. in it, get that one. I did watch the entirety of the the, the Ghostwire Tokyo one. Oddly enough, though, yeah. when they announced that the state of play was happening, they announced the date of March 25th. Uh, yeah. March 25th, secretly a very busy day. We got Kirby, uh, the new uh, Borderlands uh, Tiny Tina game, and now Ghostwire yeah. Tokyo all coming out on the very same day. Um, Gables, I I don't know how to feel about Ghostwire Tokyo. I don't okay. know if this game, like it looks visually, it's very pleasing to look at. I don't know if this game is good or will be good or just will be like mediocre or bad. I don't, I, I don't know. What about, I mean, where are you on this one, Gables? Let's see from the initial gameplay that I've saw and I watched the entirety just the same as you do, as you did and stuff like that. There were definitely some interesting aspects of it, which I liked. You know, I liked a lot of the various combat stuff. I liked the fact that uh, the story-wise is like you are essentially like uh, you're the only person alongside like another spirit or something that inhabits your body that you can go through and like cleanse the whole Tokyo area and stuff, all these freaking like mm-hmm. yokai and all these other fucking demons and stuff like that, you know. And uh, a lot of the attacks, you know, the element stuff that you use and stuff, they're pretty cool. They look like they go through with a fluid like gameplay in regards to some bits of the combat stuff. But yeah, I can understand how 
this may look like not as like say impressive in some aspects of it because i didn't know just going into the thing where this thing was like an open world game you know or they give you the impression that it sort of is sort of like exploring all of tokyo or something like that in that type of span you know feels very evil within two-ish where there's uh, just small open areas yeah we're like evil within within two you just had like a few blocks you can walk around in and there was different areas like that but that that's what i got that's the vibes i got out of it was evil within two ish but go ahead yeah yeah like uh i can understand that i mean i personally never played evil within two but son of a bitch sorry (laughs) why we're not getting three but it's the fact that if it's like an open world thing where it's like it's kind of small open-ended levels. I mean, yeah, I could see that potentially from what gameplay footage I did see. But uh I definitely feel like this game is gonna be a good game, but I do not yeah. think it's going to be like one of the top like games of the year in that regards. I could be completely wrong. But at the same point, it feels like to me that it's this type of a game that I'd be interested in wanting to play, only because the aspect about it, the gameplay and the settings of it are yeah. pretty interesting in my opinion. I can see that. And I mean you are you did draft it for your fantasy critic. <laughs> like, so you better hope this game's good. Um oh, yeah. Bethesda game, dude. <laughs> I this game just feels like a seven to me. Which isn't a bad thing. You know, this this you know, there's been I played a lot of good sevens um in, in my lifetime, so um. Yeah, I was like I was just like I'm like, oh, this game looks fucking incredible. I'm like, then like the next thing I'm like, I don't know if I like that. And then I'm like, oh, this game looks cool. <laughs> I don't really know if I like that. This just feels like it's very much going to be like player by player case, where it's just like, yes, people are either going to really like this game. I mean, it's essentially a seven. Like what what a seven eight ish game is is like, you know, it's like it's not for everybody kind of thing. I mean, I guess it's like not necessarily the definition of a seven or eight because. People don't like God of War 2018, which I don't understand that, Gables. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I I, 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 <laughs> I don't know why I'd be very competitive towards Gables right now, but I am. Uh, maybe it's the Cobra Kai shirt. It's just got me all riled up, Gables. I can't help it. Um, you know, no fear, no mercy. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, I, yeah, I just keep, I'm just, I don't know. I don't know. And it's very it's very rare where I watch something and I'm just like I don't have an opinion. I really don't have a strong opinion either way on this. It's just like this. I like looking at this. I love Tango GameWorks. I love the or the Tango yeah, Tango GameWorks. Um, you know, I I loved obviously Evil Within one and two. Um, yes. Both of those games made my top ten list the years they came out, uh, and they were very good years. 2014, well, 2014 not so much, but 2017 was a very good year. It made my top ten list. Uh, so. I don't know. I, I hope that game's good. It's just kind of... I'm happy it's coming out soon. Uh, it's very weird that they just like six, seven weeks advanced gave a date for it. Um, but uh, I don't know. I mean, who knows? I feel like this will very much... This could very well be like my like death loop kind of game where like last year I waited and I picked it up for like 25 bucks. Um, this could be a game like in the summer and I find it for like 30 bucks. I'll pick it up and play it then kind of thing. Um, depending on reviews, but uh, moving on to some other news here. This is kind of the last big uh, topic for. Excuse me. Oh, I just don't like that beer. It's got me all burpy. 
It doesn't taste great, <laughs> um, but I'm powering through Gables. Um, anyways, moving on here to our last topic. Uh, big topic, anyways. Um, we got a bunch of Nintendo sales numbers here. So the, uh, the Switch has sold as of December. All this news is as of December 31st, 2021. Uh, sold 103.54 million Switches. Uh, it passes the Wii U. Um, now it's just behind the PS1, 2, 4, and DS. Uh, as far yeah. as best, it's but it's officially the best selling Nintendo home console. Um, but uh, yeah, like I said, like, I think the the DS is second all time. Uh, PS2 is number one all time, and like I said, PS4 and PS1 are both in like the hundred like it's in the hundred teens somewhere. I don't have the numbers in front of me. Uh, a few other things are this uh, Metroid Dread, as of right now, has sold two point seven four million copies. Um, it's 100,000 copies behind Metroid Prime for the best-selling Metro game of all time. So probably, you know, as of February 5th when we're recording this, it's probably it's probably already past that. But this, like I said, all this is as of December 31st. So um, some updates, though, on th- some other stuff here, though. So give me a second. Like I said, I'm using my phone here to use uh, to look at our show notes here. So we do have the, uh, the new updates on the top 10 selling Switch games uh, of all time right now. Uh, Ring Fit Adventure at number 10, 13.53 million copies sold. Um, big ups to COVID on that one. Uh, if anything, if there's any positive that comes out of, come out, come out of uh, COVID, it's Ring Fit Adventures because that game was dead on a vine and this thing fucking had second life because uh, of COVID. Like, I think that sold, that sold less than a million copies and then COVID hit and it's been selling like crazy. Um Shit. I mean, like I said, like one of the prime examples is like early in the COVID, it went from like 522nd to like eighth in one month because of um, in the COVID. Uh, Pokemon Sh- Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl already number nine at 13.97 million copies. So wow. you got to think that's only been six weeks at at that time on the market. That game, people seem pretty ups- disappointed by that game. And it sold super well. So understandable, just... but yeah, it still sold super well because of the brand, and plus it's a remaster of like uh, yeah I mean, games barely. that released in two thousand seven. Yeah, two thousand yeah, because it was like the fifteenth or the two thousand six. I thought it was like the fifteenth anniversary. It's the anniversary. I don't know. Maybe you're right. You you know better than I. Um, but number eight is the Let's Go Games at fourteen point three three million. Uh, super Mario Party is at seventeen point three uh, nine million. Mario Odyssey at 23.02. Uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield is 23.9. Uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield is now the second best-selling Pokemon game of all time. Um, Breath of the Wild at 25.8. Smash Brothers Ultimate at 27.4. Animal Crossing at 37.62. And Mario Kart 8 Deluxe at 43.35. So it officially uh, passed the 40 million mark, uh, which I believe it's not including bundled in games like we fit our Wii sports and Mario brothers, super super Mario brothers. It is like the best selling Nintendo game of all time. Um, at 43.35. And that doesn't include like the five plus million copies that sold on the Wii U initially. So this thing is, if you combine those two very close to 50 million copies sold, um, which is bonkers. I don't know how many games have done that. Um, I did have some. Oh, let's see here. Uh, is it in this one? I have so many different links here. Okay, not this one. 
Uh, I gotta go back. I'm like, I fucking hate my phone. I apologize, people. So I had some other switch numbers here. Oh, um, so Legend Pokemon Legends Arceus in three days on the market, Gables already sold yeah. over six and a half million copies. So that doesn't surprise me. No, so that really doesn't surprise me. I it surprises me. I so I heard like you were hearing stuff like it was already one of the fastest selling Pokemon games of all time, um, and I'm like, man, this. I, I feel like, okay, this will eventually be like a 20 million seller, like, you know, a couple of years down the line, like most Switch games. This game might sell 20 million copies this year. This yeah. might, this outside of the new Call of Duty will probably be the best game, best selling game of the year. Like, I would, honestly, I would like understand that they did that because from the initial impressions I have of Pokemon Legends Arceus, this is. This is definitely one of the best Pokemon games I've played in years. And yeah. I'm not even finished playing the game yet. I mean, this is so refreshing, and it feels G- Gables, so Gables, much. Gables, Gables, yeah. save it for later. Save it for later. Okay. That's a tease. We're teasing you guys. So now you got to stay with us. We can't leave. If you leave, but you long die. Long story short, yeah. If you, yes, long story it, short, yeah. This, I understand the whole. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's exciting because like I went in super nervous about this game. And yeah. it's it's exciting to see that people are like other people feel that way. It's like my thing was like this could be really cool, but if it doesn't, if it flops a little bit, like Nintendo compared flops, like they might get the the wrong idea out of this. Like maybe it's actually yes. a good game with like, good ideas, whatever, and then they might take it the wrong way. And like we'll just go back to the the thing that's been working with us for twenty five years. Um, I do have some other stuff here. It's like um, New Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe, which was the Wii U launch game, is twelve point seven million copies. Splatoon 2 at 12.68 million copies. Luigi's Mansion 3, 11.04 copies, million copies sold. Nice. Fuck yeah, man. That game is incredible, and more people should play it. Um, 3D, uh, 3, Mario 3D World, 8.85. Um, like I said, Pokemon Legends Arceus already at 6.5. Um, started the 18th best-selling Switch game. Link's Awakening, only at 5.49. What the fuck is wrong with people? Mario Party Superstars, the game that just came out October 29th of last year. So just over two months in the market, already at 5.4. Three million copies sold. People just wow. like Mario Party. Where's the other Mario Party at? How's that been doing? Super Mario Party at 17.39. So um, that's been on the market for over three years now. So That's three years. And the other one has sold like over 5 million just not even yeah. a year on the market. Two months on the market, yeah. Yeah. Uh, nostalgia Mario Party there. Yeah, and that's the, that's the 64, best 64 one. Um, Age of Calamity, Martin, the Hyrule Warriors games are at 4 million copies sold. Um, okay. Shame on you and me for buying that game. Um, <laughs> not Gables, because he didn't buy it, but everybody else that bought it. Um, we should have seen that coming. Skyward Sword at 3.85 million, which kind of surprised me to see that uh, that low. Um, even though it did outsell the Wii version, it's figured it's a Zelda game. It'd probably sell better. Um, let's see here. Metroid Dread at 2.74 million. New Pokemon Snap at 2.66. I wonder if they're happy about that or not. It's been on the market since uh, last April. Um, right. But I wonder if they're happy about that. I wonder if they're happy about um, uh, Metroid, the new Metroid Dread game. I wonder if they're, they're excited about those numbers because... I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of I like on one hand, I wasn't expecting it to be like, oh, we sold eight million copies. But I was like, I thought 
it would easily have outsold, but already easily have been the best selling uh, Metroid game of all time. The, the find out, yeah, it's I don't know. Like we talked about at the time, like when you look at MPDs, where it dropped out of the top twenty after one month. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even in the top ten Switch games um, for the month of November, December, or for the for the entire year last year. Um, I don't know. I, I want to know. Are they? Were, what were they? What were the expectations? Like, did this, this game obviously it's selling very well for a Metro game, but I wonder if like when you include the Switch effect, you know, when everything comes on Switch, it just sells magically, way better. Uh, what, what were they expecting? You know, what, are they happy? Are they pleased with this? Um, are they not? Like, they're never gonna really ever stay, probably. But I guess. We'll find out in like five years from now when we when depending on how many more Metro games we get. If we go fifteen years after Metro Rain Four between Metro games, that will give us the answer, I guess. But I don't know. I mean Who knows? Maybe we'll learn a lot sooner than that. Yeah, yeah, true. I mean if we keep getting more Metro games after Metro Rain Four, then we'll know they're pretty pleased with, you know. Maybe uh, Well, let's uh, think about it this way. If it's already getting close to that three million mark in terms of sales, I mean then what's to say, you know, what's going to happen if they put out that supposed Metroid Prime trilogy or once Metroid Prime 4 comes That's a good point. Well, I mean, the, eventually. Well, it sounds like we're not getting in the trilogy. We're just getting Metroid Prime remastered. But, um, well, well, that's that's what I was referring to. Yeah. Uh, but I, yeah. So, but I wonder though, like those games are obviously well, like it sounds like Metroid Prime could just come out anytime now. Metroid Prime 4, yeah. who knows when that's coming out. Those games are well into development. Like they're going to happen. But I wonder if, like, post that, like, like, like I said, I don't know. Like, if, if they keep making them, then we'll know they're pleased with those numbers. But it's just like when you got, like, Luigi Mansion 3 selling 11 million copies, like, who knows how high expectations are for games at this point for them? You know, like, um, mm-hmm. you know, because who would have thought uh, Luigi's Mansion 3 would sell, like, 11 million copies? You know, like, when they're putting out Wii, Wii U ports and they're selling more than the entire Wii U sold. Like, I mean, that says something. So, um, but, uh, I did want two Gables, uh, before we move on to, uh, what we've been playing Gables. I did want to talk about our fantasy critic league. So, okay. Bear with me a minute here as I bring it up Gables. So we're, it's getting a little interesting. It's getting a little interesting around here. Gables. I'm 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 pulling on the collar a little bit. I'm like, oh boy, it's getting a little hot in here. Um, so as of right now, I have had four games come out. Gables has technically only had one, but really two have been reviewed. Um, Gables had uh, all the other world come out. Well, the reviews have come out. Uh, the game doesn't come out until next week, but right now it's yep. sitting at 86. So if that sticks, that's 16 points for Gables. Uh, so right now he's um, we're looking at Windjammers two was at seventy eight that's eight points. Looking yep. at all the other world what's currently at right now sixteen points. Gibson at twenty four points with two games out. I have four yeah. games out. I'm sitting at thirty four. Yeah. So I'm I'm getting a little worried, Gables, that maybe might you know, like you know we talked about like your swing for the fences kind of stuff. And I would honestly say you didn't really even swing for, you swing for the fences on some of these. You know, like we got like the the you know Breath of the Wild two. Play, play tail uh we got uh hellblade 2 uh come silk song uh mario kart 9 or whatever the fuck it's gonna be called um starfield we got some swings here you made 
He made some big swings. Yes. But right now, you didn't look pretty good, Gables. You look pretty good. You, I mean, you got Elden Ring coming out here soon. Uh, you oh, you got 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 a little Ragnarok on there too. That's a swing. Yeah, it's, it's a small swing, but it's a swing. You know, and I'm like, for when we did our draft, I'm like, I'm playing it safe. I'm just gonna fucking I'm drafting games that are all coming out. We got we got dates for them, or we at least got like an early 2022 release window. Uh, right. It's, uh, it's not looking great, Gables. We got uh, you know, like Pokemon Legends Arceus right now sitting at 85. So I got 15 points on that one. Right. Way better, like. That was like I talked about was like that game felt like it could have been like a fucking low seventies to high eighties and uh, kind of hit the yes, hit, hit, that's hit. what a lot of people felt like it may have been. Yeah, and like I wouldn't even necessarily you know I don't, a lot of people gave it seven, so I don't blame them for it. Uh, but eighty five, but pretty much best case scenario for me. Um, Rainbow Six Extraction. Every time I look at the thing, I lose points on that one. I don't lose points as far as like I, I still get points, but the points the points I had in the first place were gone. Like. I think it started at like a 78 and it dropped down to a 72. Yeah. So I, I got uh, Dying Light 2. It's got me a 77. Uh, Nobody Saves the World right now has got me 81. Got me 11. I like that game a lot. I talked about it last week. Um, but um, yeah, I, I was playing a little too safe. I'm like, I don't, I don't think a lot of these games are going to have like super high ceilings, but I feel like the floor, it's got a higher floor, not the highest ceiling in the world. If that makes, you know, to use a uh, NFL draft um, term, uh, you know, low ceiling, high floor kind of thing. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't know if it's worked for me, Gables. I don't know if I may, not, may, have, may have made a bad strategic move here. Maybe I should take some more swings. I don't know. But, I mean, it's really near. It's We're literally, the it's the 5th of, of February. I almost said the 5th of October. <laughs> Time doesn't make any sense to me anymore. <laughs> I had to stop myself from saying the 5th of October. Uh, but Gables, uh, all the other world was one. Go ahead. Oh, okay, before you continue on, so I'm just saying it's like the best thing about this league so far. It's methodical. Yeah. So this is a long, this is a long stretch here, a long game throughout this entire year to where both of us have the options to go through, research things, go through, and like keep track of like the game news in regards to what is releasing, what games that we have drafted, what type of updates and stuff like that. I mean, I already have one game that's not even going to release this year, and that's the Hellblade 2. So well, I took most a loss in that yes. regard. Yes. Most likely it's going to be probably delayed to 2023. That's what I'm thinking at this point in time. But, yeah, I'm still I'm still going through and hopeful that the games that I did go through and draft end up becoming like swings, like Breath of the Wild 2, like Hollow Knight Silt Song, and even like a potential like how Splatoon three maybe this year you know and summer, here's hoping so. and here's hoping that a lot of them do review well if they do release in twenty twenty two, but at the same point you know it's like it's it's definitely going to be one of those uh, meritating type of races and stuff to where it's going to be a slow burn and then. Actually, it's going to rise up to a certain extent where I feel like there's going to be a point in this year to where there's going to be a couple of moments clustered together that we have to probably go all or nothing in some spots. Yeah. I mean, we do have a lot of open spots left. You know, Gables has added three games out of 32 spots. So he's got 23 of his 32 spots filled. Um, all the other world was one of the games he actually didn't draft, but he bid on later, got for a dollar. Bastard. Uh, all the other world, that one. I got my first game this week. I struck first uh, for myself here. 
and for three dollars i overpaid i got wwe 2k22 um this is another one of those things where i was thinking like you know it's i feel like it's a higher floor um but a, you know, possibly a low ceiling but i don't know i i don't know i mean that, that one i feel like i can, I, I won't be surprised it's one of those ones where i feel like the the, the gap is pretty is pretty far or like i wouldn't be surprised that game comes out and it's in the 60s but maybe it comes out you know it's been over, it's been two and a half years since we had a new WWE 2K game, so maybe it comes out and it's like uh, it gets the 80s. You know, it's a breath of it's a breath of fresh air that people are wanting. So let's hope so. Um, yeah, but we got a we got a busy uh, next month or so, Gables, because like I said, Absolutely. you got you got all the other world on the eighth. I also have Sifu on the eighth. You have King yes. of Fighters on the seventeenth. I got Total Warhammer three on the seventeenth as well. Uh, I got Horizon Forbidden West on the 18th. You got, oh, I got Destiny 2, The Witch Queen on the 22nd. You got Elden Ring on the 25th. Um, and then you got Triangle Strategy on the March 4th. I got Grand Chosen, Grand Chosen 7 on March 4th. And then I got WA 2K22 on the 11th of March. So, I mean, like I said, we got a, we got a big cluster coming up uh, the next month. So, be interesting to see where we... Uh, Yes, and especially since there's so many different type of clashes, some on even the same day, some yeah, even in the same so month. So. Big, we got we got possibly some big uh, points coming up here soon. So, like I said, I'm, we're not gonna like update this all the time, but like right now, we're just in that cluster. A lot of games coming out, so I figured, you know, as stuff happens, we'll bring it up. But um, you know, we're not gonna talk about this every week, especially if like we're going weeks at a time uh, in between. But like right now, it's it's just kind of a oddly really busy time of year for gaming. Um, you know, usually we get a handful of, of bigger games in the, in the first few months of the year, but this year we just have, a, seems like a lot, but moving on Gables to some, uh, other news this week, uh, it'll be the show is coming to game pass, including switch and PlayStation, uh, yep. uh, on Mar- on April 5th, sorry, uh, you got show a, Tani on the cover. And I love the, uh, the super expensive edition. It's like a hundred dollars or whatever. It has like a really cool like manga that it was made by the Afro Samurai creator. Oh, uh, of, it's a, I, if you haven't seen the cover, guys, look it up. Uh, it is really cool of Shoei Itani, um and like a manga cover uh, for the uh, very expensive edition of the game. But uh, yeah, I'm not gonna buy. It. I played on. I played the last year's on Game Pass, and I played it for a little bit. It's fine. It's more. It's more. It'll be the show. Um, but I don't know. I mean, it's kind of. It's kind of cool. It's, it's interesting. It's coming to Game Pass. Once again, so must I mean that game came out last year and it was on Game Pass Day One, and also came out the first month on the NPDs at like number th- two or three that year that month. So still sold super duper well, but I don't. Know, but this year it's coming to Switch for the first time ever, Gables. So yes, who knows? I don't know. What, what was your thoughts on all this? Honestly, my thoughts of it was like I'm surprised it's coming onto the Switch, but yeah. uh, then again, you know, Major League Baseball did go through and. Uh, but essentially for Sony to go forth and share the property between multiple different platforms because they didn't feel that it was uh, most lucrative to have it just on the PlayStation. Yeah. <laughs> just those weird type of like things and stuff. And now we're going to see a portable baseball game on the Switch that is actually a Major League Baseball game. Yeah, I, I do want to... I can't wait to see how that thing runs on there. Um, as we get into the uh, the new generation of, of consoles, it's like where... like. At what point do we like stop? All right, on the Switch, we can't put these games on the Switch anymore. But I think I'll, it's interesting. Go ahead. I'll tell you what, though, before like I let you both finish up, in 
speaking of like sports games on like Switch and stuff like that, little fun blurb is on occasion I like to still power up the NES app and stuff and play a little bit of Tech Mobile. That's oh yeah, who doesn't? Who doesn't? You just put get... shit, stuff to play on handheld and stuff. It's so fucking good. Yeah, <laughs> well, you know, just get Bo Jackson runs people over, kills people. That's fine. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just it's very interesting. I can't wait to see how thing runs on there. I think it's interesting though that's still not no word on PC. So you think that would yep. be that'd be a big push for them? But uh, next thing up here is Final Fantasy VII uh, remake two. Apparently, will be revealed sometime this year. Um, according to uh, Square Enix. So I don't know. There's not much to say on that one. I just kind of said that the plan is revealed sometime this year, but I just feel like there's a lot going on in Final Fantasy. We have like the, those weird Final Fantasy remaster things that are coming to PC and eventually switch yeah. Final Fantasy 16, Final Fantasy 14 um, are all, you know, like we're going to have updates for Final Fantasy 14, Final Fantasy 16 is supposed to come out this year. Um, it seems like a lot, but also like PlayStation does like, uh, is the last couple of years has done like big PS five. The, uh, like their like E three big blowout thing has been in the fall. Uh, right. So I, I wonder if maybe we, we, you know, we hear like, we're supposed to hear about final fantasy 16. Uh, here's in, like, I think they said in the spring. So maybe we get a date for that. And once that's out, then maybe they'll start pushing seven two. I can't wait. I hope so. Cause I would love to, um, you know, I'm excited to hear about more about that game, but I thought it was kind of weird. Uh, and then final, finally, uh, Gables and I were talking about this for the show. Both very happy we didn't take a chance and draft that for our fantasy critic. Square Enix, uh, oh, Square Enix, Jesus, Suicide Squad. I'm, I'm c- combining uh, stories here. Suicide Squad has been delayed to 2023. So, um, I don't know. It's just very weird what's going on with the uh, Warner Brothers uh, studio stuff going with like Rocksteady, and then we have the uh, uh, Warner Bros. Montreal, I believe, is making the uh, Gotham Knights game. So, yep. uh, like, Gotham Knights supposed to come out in 2021, and Suicide, Suicide Squad was supposed to be, like, first half of 2022. Uh, now it's been... Or, no, I think... No. Wait, yeah? Yeah, no, it's supposed to be... Gotham Knights supposed to be early 2021. Suicide Squad supposed to be late 2022. And that, that all got pushed a year. And now we're getting pushed another year. So I don't know who That's fucking fine by me. Yeah. I mean, I can't, I like, it's, it's weird though. Cause like they just had this big blowout at game awards. Well, we, yep. we saw like they had the, the WB fandom thing where yep. we just got a teaser trailer for Gotham Knights, which was coming first, but then we got a bunch of gameplay for suicide squad. And then we got more gameplay at game awards. But we haven't seen anything about Gotham Knights like gameplay wise since they announced it in 2020. So it's like, what, like, what the fuck's going on? Probably has to do in regards to probably Warner Brothers themselves because they're still in the middle of like uh, going through and potentially yeah, looking at sales for certain things. And then discover the whole like they're in a weird spot with like Discovery and then like trying to sell off property because yep. they're in debt. I don't know. It's fucking Absolutely. weird. It's just really weird that like they did a big blowout and like showing off gameplay for Gotham Knights a year and a half ago and we've seen nothing since but suicide squad they've shown multiple times of gameplay and that's the one that's getting delayed to 2023 meanwhile goth knights has come out first and we haven't seen anything from it in a year and a half i don't know like it's it's very weird it's just a weird thing to me um but yeah that's kind of it for the news kind of you know it's been a weird week but we're in a weird time like a lot of news for february and usually uh we we stroll into uh the first couple months of the year and there's not a lot. And I would say 
the first month of this year has been pretty fucking wild. Um, so yes. yeah, I don't know. We shall see. Uh, hopefully, you know, we'll see how February goes. Cause that's like, I said, we're only in the, the first chunk of the year, but moving on here, Gables, you and I have both been playing Pokemon legends Arceus. Uh, yes. I talked about, I was like 15 hours in as of last week. Um, uh, you hadn't got a chance. You said that you weren't able to get a copy. Uh, you said you've been playing a ton of it. Uh, you kind of gave a little tease earlier. So, Gables, I want to hear about your thoughts on Pokemon Legends Arceus. All right. When I initially went through and played the game, like at least the first couple of hours, I was trying to get like a good feel of it because I went in there thinking, oh, okay. This is basically going to go around, capture a couple of Pokemon and stuff like that, and then like go from noble point to noble point and stuff. I didn't really understand like a lot of the mechanics of the game itself. I've only saw things from trailers, only saw like specific things and stuff from like uh, YouTube videos as well in regards to people just playing the game. Before I initially started my playthrough, I did see these spoilers in regards to the. Final evolutions of the starter Pokemon. That's the only spoilers I went through and saw for that game that I remember. And uh, as far as choosing a team and stuff, it's like I decided just to go with Rowlet because I do like Rowlet. And you know what? I like Cyndaquil as well, you know? But yet at the same point, it's just not the same Cyndaquil that I grew up playing like it. Uh, Gables, I, I'm going to block you on Discord. Give me a <laughs> But uh, the thing about the thing about playing Led Pokemon Legends Arceus and stuff, it's like it definitely feels like a breath of fresh air. It feels like a foundation, like a good foundation, like stepping stone, like a building block to an eventual like another mainline game, you know, and like incorporating a lot of the improvements and a lot of like the technical stuff, you know, from this game itself. From my overall thoughts and feelings of playing this game, this feels like a mainline Pokemon. Mm. Because there are different core aspects of it that uh, really remind me of the mainline games and stuff. Not only just picking the starter and doing this, but like going to different aspects, going to different towns and stuff, like investigating specific areas of like, say, a forest or a swamp region or like inside of a, inside of whatever type of like, bodies of water and stuff and encountering a bunch of different Pokemon and stuff like that and just capturing them like over in like the open fields and stuff. This is definitely feeling like the most organic like Pokemon game itself, you know? It feels like there's a lot of life, a lot of variety in terms of, oh, okay. You know, I can go forth, I can uh, start sneaking around, I can capture a couple Pokemon and then all of a sudden I can go to like the next area, just collect a lot of resources as I'm doing this stuff. Which, you know, one of the small gripes I do have is, like, the inventory space. Fucking too small. And I still how, have to... How much... Okay, yeah, I'm not going to lie to you, Gables. I spent... So, what? have you talked to the guy that, like, gives you more uh, space? Yep. I I got to the point where the money got so high, it cost me, like, $20,000 to get one more spot, one more slot. When I, I'm almost to that point, too. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I can hold 35 slots, and it's still not enough. Yeah, I, it's constantly honestly not enough because you're consistently getting resources for various stuff. And I've had to go upon the inventory stuff multiple times in order to store a lot of extra shit I'm not even going to use. Yeah. But uh, that's the nice thing about like how the, the game works, though. So, like, 
where you only you don't have to carry like crafting items in your inventory to craft items and sell items. Like you only have to carry like the only thing you really need to carry is like stuff to distract Pokemon and Pokeballs and potions. Like, that's all you gotta carry. So I like I'd keep it to like eight slots of like I got my potions, I got my Pokeballs, and I got a couple like like bananas and shit to like throw and distract Pokemon. Yep. But still, I'd Overall, run out of space all the time. Yeah, exactly the point. You know, like the space inside of that stuff and the amount of money that increases each time you have to spend to get more space is it can get fairly costly fairly quickly mm-hmm. if you want to have as much space as possible. Over the entirety of, uh, I want to say 14 to 15 hours, I've played this game Ooh, throughout this week. Okay. Okay. I do love, I do love the feeling I get and stuff where you have a party of Pokemon, you're going out into like the wild and stuff, and then you're riding on your weird ear, going across like crossing different things, collecting resources, capturing different Pokemon. I, I absolutely love the different types of options you can go through and do. It's like you, it's like you can catch the Pokemon if you want. But you can also defeat the Pokemon. You have maybe you can watch it like perform a couple different moves, or even if you've caught the Pokemon before and you use specific type of moves, it'll just complete all these checklists and stuff like that. And that's the fun part about it is my main objective right now is to try to increase my star ranking as much as possible because yeah. it's like with as many increases in star ranking, that's the type of a, the level in order for like more Pokemon to like obey you in that regards. It's the same as like what you would earn badges in inside the original Pokemon game where it's like, okay, I've now gotten the cascade badge. Okay. Pokemon like over level 30 will obey me. Well, the same thing could essentially, if you're at rank, like say two for your like, uh, your like expedition stuff, you know, and then the galaxy team, like the person goes through, okay, you're rank two or rank three or whatsoever. I think I'm at rank four. personally, oh, wow. Cause I think I'm at, uh, I'm at that point and stuff where Pokemon at level 40 and below can obey me right now. Yeah. But uh, I've been taking my time with trying to decipher, trying to build my team in this regards. So I have my Rowlet, which has evolved, obviously, into, like, uh, its metal evolution stuff. It's two levels below actually going and evolving into its final evolution. But uh, I have a Haunter. I love... The ghost Pokemon and stuff, caught the Ghastly, evolved the Haunter and stuff. I have a Ponyta. I have, like, uh, I do have my, my Staravia and stuff that I evolved from Starly. I didn't and, even uh, see a Starly in the fucking game. Holy shit. Okay. You didn't even see a Starly in the game? No, I didn't even see one. Dude, I'll tell you what, man. It's like, I've been exploring almost every nook and cranny in the areas and stuff. And it's yeah. coming across all these different types of Pokemon. Like, I saw Starly almost like the first thing because that that first area i was creeping and stuff and i see these starly and stuff that uh, they're very timid they're very much like oh, okay if you run up upon them yeah they're gonna fly away but if you sneak into this tall patch of grass and stuff like that you can stick up behind them toss a couple pokeballs and stuff catch them that way hmm. but uh let's see i have that and i'm trying to think oh yeah i caught a weasel and I evolved it into a Floatzel and stuff. It, it's one of my favorite Pokemon inside this game so far in terms of water types. That was my water type I used for the whole game. So, Dude, 
Aqua Jet, priority Aqua Jet and stuff like that, automatically get the first attack and stuff. I mean, that's important in regards to a lot of these battles. Because what I didn't know about it going in is you don't have effort values. You don't have individual values like you do inside the other Pokemon games. No, they're based upon, in this game, how you go through and level up specific things inside of stats. You have to use grit items right yeah so i grit- i focus heavily on speed okay. that was like the first thing I, like speed and defense were the first two things i would focus on with the grit dust uh that way i, I can get that first strike in and i got really good at like um all pretty much any pokemon that can learn the quick attack i would have that they would keep that they would do so like sometimes you can like when you can see like the order the order you do the moves in that yes. sometimes if you like you get fast enough you could do, you get two moves in a row with quick attack. You pick quick attack, you get two moves in a row. So you hit them once with quick attack, but then you have you get to go again. Then you do quick attack in agile style, and you can get a third move in a row. And then that's oh, when I come there out there, and then I would go in with like the third move. Usually we get them weak enough, then I do a strong style with my strong move, whatever that would be, and then fuck them up and usually knock them out with that. Now, you see, that's a cool idea right there, because I never thought about potentially doing any of those type of stuff, because, for one, I didn't think beforehand to where, okay, maybe I invest a lot inside speed first off with some of these grit bags and stuff. I can go forth and outspeed them and do this and do that and stuff. No, I could essentially aim towards, like, uh, the main focal points of them, which were, okay, I thought that the defense of my Pokemon was okay as it was, Quintessentially, no. If it's not invested inside of any of the defenses, if you don't have like at least one or two starting off with, like, say, a Pokemon in regards mm-hmm. to those like defensive stats, your your Pokemon is just going to be completely wiped out. Oh yeah, and you get that, fucked up real quick. Yes, exactly. It's like the amount of difficulty is right when you capture the beginning of the game there's a reason we're able to craft like uh medical items like say potions and revives easily and that's because the beginning part of the game it's the cover because of how how much you have to build the strength of your party to start off the game that you have to consistently go through do healing stuff or flashback to a camp in order to rest for a few moments or whatsoever but the main core thing is to get these grit items like the the, the grit like the little grit bags and stuff, the grit dust and stuff that eventually go to grit gravel, and then it moves on to there. There's like about three or four different like grit items and stuff. I saw three so you different start levels. Off. So yeah, it's okay. So it's three different levels. So you start off with like the grit dust, which will only go forth like from levels like one to three, yeah. and then it's like the grit gravel is like five to seven, and then like the rest is like a, the last main grit item itself. Yeah. But uh, if you were able to go through and collect a whole bunch of them and trade it into, like, a Zisu inside your main town, inside the main thing and stuff, and trade a whole bunch of stuff to upgrade certain items and stuff, you could earn them that way if you choose to. I personally haven't done that because I could essentially just want to go and just beat a whole bunch of different Pokemon or Grit Gravel and Grit stuff like yeah. that way because I've found that a lot quicker. <laughs> yeah. And, like, spamming, like... uh like alpha Pokemon is a smart move too. I found like there's certain Pokemon that are just way stronger. Um, yep. you know, you find alpha ones and like they're bigger, like 
I actually caught one, like the big bear one. I can't, you, I can't remember what it's called. I showed you. First the, ring. Yeah. So I found like the alpha one in like the second area early on. And it was like 10 levels higher than anything else I had. And yep. like he fucked, he knocked out a couple of my Pokemon, but I eventually got him down weak enough that I caught him and I kept him through my, my entire, my entire rest of my game. But like, cool. uh, I, I found that like, so the, if you leave the area and come back, all those alphas respawn. So if you not if you yep. knock them out and you want to catch them, you can go back and, and find them again and, and catch them. I, I guess I don't know if if you catch them if they come back. I know if you knock them out, they'll come back. I, I guess I didn't check. Yes, they do. I believe. Okay, so like I know, I've like had if... I've had a case like for the first area and stuff to where I caught an alpha cricky tune and stuff, and I was able to go back to that area and there was another alpha cricky tune. So okay. I think it just replenishes itself. Okay. So you can go forth and farm initial like alpha Pokemon if you choose to do so. Yeah. So I, I'd find Pokemon that were like way high level me, but then I'd find like my matchup that works against them. So like, oh, uh, here's a water Dude. type alpha that's ten levels higher, but I have my Sphinx that's a level thirty, then he's a level forty, but he's a le- I got electric type and he's stronger. So I just gotta like survive the impact of like one move and I can knock him out in, like two moves or like do my thing where I get three moves in a row before he and, you know. Stuff like that, so, um, I and I would just so spam them. Types. I mean, not just like the cricket stuff like that, but uh, I kind of like a uh, an alpha stun like skunk tank. Yeah, al- like a freaking alpha Snorlax. Yeah, I found Holy one of those too. The Snorlax Fuck one yeah. is so fucking strong, dude. <laughs> like the latter part of the game, you find like what's cool is like as you unlock new abilities, like swimming and like shit like that. I don't want to spoil the rest of people, but like there's areas that you couldn't get to in like the first map, the first areas, like there's like, you know, like sections you can't get to in those areas. So you have to like, after, as you unlock new abilities, you can go back and then get to those areas. So like I did that later on in the game where like, oh, there's like this whole like chunk of the map I just can't go to. And I just found like all these new different types of Pokemon, all these new types of alphas. And I'm just like, I just, I spent a good chunk of time just, going through each area and going through all these sections. I couldn't get to the first time and like found Dude. all these new, t- new breeds and alphas. But you know what this game has really reminded me of it. It feels like a monster hunter light sort of way. That's what I've been hearing a lot, a lot of people. Certain... Yeah. And the reason why I think that is because there are a lot of aspects that really remind me of monster hunter crafting portions, encountering some of the, the big monsters and stuff like that you have to go through and whittle down and stuff. Of course, this way you're using a team of mon- pocket monsters and stuff like that to attack the the main portion instead of like just attacking them with basic weapons and stuff. But I love the feel of it. I love the initial gameplay stuff and the, the amount of strategy you can go through and do. Hell, I love how authentic some portions of this game is. Like, for example, when you craft heavy balls and stuff like that, when you toss them on a Pokemon, they're fucking heavy enough to where they will literally miss yeah. the creatures or something like that if you're too far away if from you, them. If you hit them, though, it's like a guarantee, like, you're going to catch them. But, yeah, like, you got to be really close to, like, yep. for those heavy balls to actually do anything. I have a funny moment where I encountered a Rhyhorn, right? And mm. this is, like, before the uh, the second Noble Pokemon was going to be facing off against. Yeah, and, yeah we're uh, on the way. 
what's hilarious about it is like this fucking raghorn and stuff like that. I'm fairly close to it. It passes by me. You know, it could see me. It's peripheral vision and stuff. And it's it does not notice me at all. And I fucking toss a heavy ball on it and just catch it. Right thing. It's like, okay, well, that was that one. Yeah. <laughs> but one thing I really like is there are random elements in this game that are kind of crazy to where there will be an, a distortion zone that will form. Yeah, the space-time distortions. Yes. And what's fun about those is, like, if you get into those, like, these portion zones and stuff, and it actually starts, like, having this sort of, like, a time, like, a time warp or whatever the hell, and all what will happen is all these Pokemon will start, like, spawning in stuff. Sometimes two or three at a time, and sometimes they'll attack, like, another fucking swarm. <laughs> It literally took me by surprise the first time through, but that's just how I got a whole bunch of different Eevees all at once. Nice. Because yeah. I'm noticing it's some of the some of the Pokemon that are sort of uncommon or a little bit rare. Because that's how I've gotten Pokemon Eevees or Lickitung or like. I got a bunch Onyx. of Flareons in one. Flareons, seriously. Yeah. I got like Eevee evolutions in there. Yeah, I got Eevees and like I got Porygons and uh, I saw a lot of Abras in there. Yeah, bro. Okay. Um, God, what else did I see? I saw a bunch of like like the uh, nine tails I found in there once. Um, Dude, yeah. There are ton. chances you'll encounter shiny Pokemon inside of these. I caught one shiny well. Pokemon. It's the weird like vine one with like it's like flying. I don't. It's carnivine. Yes, I found a shiny one of those, and I didn't realize it the whole time that the the game makes a noise. When a shiny Pokemon appears, and I heard I it throughout that. the game, but I didn't know what it meant. And then one time, like towards like way deep, twenty plus hours into my playthrough, that I I I heard the noise and it appeared right in front of me. And I'm like, "Are you fucking shitting me?" I've heard that noise probably six, seven times—not a lot, but six, seven times. I've heard that noise, and I didn't know what it meant. And then now here I am, twenty plus hours in, and I'm like, God oh, damn it, man. what have I missed? Well, and how the hell were you supposed to know? I mean, that yeah. was a weird ass. Yeah, like like I said, I wouldn't even know if it just didn't, that shiny Pokemon didn't appear directly in front of me. And it's like you can barely notice the difference between once you get into the battle, you notice the difference, but like in the world, you don't really notice the difference. Dude, my the most enjoyment I've had is just exploring all the different areas, collecting crafting and like finding a whole bunch of different pokemon that i recognize and then able yeah. to go forth and capture them and stuff i know i'm gonna be upgrading my team fairly soon you know because i got i got a good core of pokemon right now where i'm gonna keep throughout this entire journey because i like the way that they're going through and evolving and i tell you what i love the way they can master moves upon leveling yeah. up and i also love how you can interchange i kid you not like about five or six there's like a slot of like five or six moves you can go through and have. Oh, to it gets a lot between. more. You get like ten or twelve. Dude, it's so awesome that you can go forth and interswitch them and just customize their move sets instead of like deleting one and not not being able it's, to go forth and use it. It's anymore. gone forever. It's yeah, yeah. I mean, not there's so many things. Forever. There's so many things I love about this game. Where like, like this game is far from perfect. It is. Like, there's a lot of technical oh, issues. There's a lot of. It, this game feels dated in a lot of ways, as far as like. You know, there's so many, like, small, like, annoying things that it does. Like, I talked about last week, like, the whole side quest thing and certain other things where it's, like, 
like there are a lot of small issues that like bug me that become because there's so many small ones they like that as a whole they become an issue but like as like and I, this is all on like uh, you know me as like I play Pokemon games for nostalgia I play these games because I love you know I grew up loving Pokemon like mm-hmm. so you, like there's a curve there you're you're grading it on but there's so many cool moments of like fucking finding a Sudowoodo or Sudowoodo or whatever you want to call him and like he sees you looking at him and he stops and he pretends to be a tree. And he's self aware. <laughs> he's just like, oh. And he just stops. And he's just like, I'm a tree. <laughs> you're like, oh, he's a tree. And you like, you just throw a Pokeball at him, anyways. Um, I found like a Snorlax just chilling in a fucking hot stream. Like, a, like yeah. a, basically like a hot tub. I just like found a bunch of Pokemon just hanging in one, hanging out in one. And there's just a Snorlax sleeping in a fucking hot tub, essentially. Um, <laughs> just stupid shit like that. Like, I just love, like, and like I said, going back to, like, once you unlock new abilities and go back to, like, the 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 older areas, and you just go to these new areas, and you just discover, like, all this random shit. Um, oh, yeah. I, I caught the fucking Gyarados that's flying in the air in the first area. I, I, it took me, like, 20 fucking of those feather balls, uh, the ones that, like, fly really far. That's the only way you can get them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I finally fucking caught the fucker. Um, worth it. And then I found a Gyarados just in the fucking lake later on. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> but hey, it was worth it. Um, but yeah, like, um, I'm so Gables, you're about like 14, 15 hours. What area are you on? All right. So I'm still inside of the uh, second area before facing off against the second noble Pokemon. And that's wow. because I spent so much time going through and completing the. Uh, aspects of the pokedex and stuff like that to try to increase my rank so okay. i'm still at rank four okay but at the same point you know i took a lot of time catching a bunch of different pokemon caught like a hell of a lot of like pokemon like, stuff like psyduck eevee voodoo yeah. and stuff like that and like try to get my party all nice and uh the way i wanted to and stuff but man i'll tell you this man it's like 15 hours into this game, I am fully confident in saying that this is definitely one of the best Pokemon games I've played in years. Yeah. And the reason yeah, yeah. why I feel that way is because the core gameplay of it and the way it presents itself is so refreshing in comparison to what was, you know, what was previously what Game Freak has put out in regards to Pokemon style of games. Like I've said before, and I'll continue to reiterate this, this feels like a mainline Pokemon game. And this feels like the type of Pokemon game that uh, initially we had thought about as kids, because this is what we wanted in sort yes. of a retro, in sort of like a, in sort of a way where we wanted to explore different varieties and stuff, see them, see Pokemon just rummaging across like playing areas and stuff and local habitats and that reacting to you was like, is you're tossing Pokeballs at them or just battling them or this type of stuff. There's a lot of good elements inside this game. I mean, granted, yeah, there are some bad elements too. I mean, I'm not going to overlook the fact that technically and stuff, if this was, if this wasn't on Nintendo switch and like on another platform or something like that, this would be like, Holy shit. This is a nice to look at, you know, yeah. I mean, and frame rate dips and all this other stuff. I mean, you're going to take, the good stuff or the bad stuff here, but I feel like there's a lot of good stuff in this game that I can completely overlook the way the game looks at times and stuff inside of its terrains or its environments and stuff. 
I can overlook like some of the frame rate dips that can that, that can happen and sort of look like stop motion animation stuff, especially when you look at some Pokemon in the background. But in terms of Pokemon games, say like on the Switch, I definitely feel like this game so far is better than say a Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. Oh, I yeah. feel like that it's it's better than say the even the Let's Go Eevee and Let's Go Pikachu games, even though those were fun as well. And as far as Sword and Shield goes, I mean, fuck yeah, dude. I mean, this definitely has that type of feel to where it is either on the level or like a little bit above Sword and Shield. I mean, this definitely feels like the best Pokemon game on the Switch. Yeah, I, Not, I would you know, yeah. stuff. I, I, I would tend to agree with you. I think it's like it since coming back to Pokemon since X and Y, uh, this is like my favorite Pokemon game. Probably I probably like it more than X and Y. Although I, there's a lot of nostalgia in X and Y, where it's just they really focus big time on like Gen One and X and Y, mm-hmm. and like let's go like Pikachu and Eevee. Like I really love that game, uh, but I love it because it's just a remake of my one of my favorite games of all time. But it's like if I wasn't a fan of that um, of those games or I didn't have that uh, nostalgia for them, I don't know if I would love those games. Um, yeah, so it's crazy because like. I was like 15 hours in when we talked last week and I was fairly close to beating area three and you're 15 hours in you're not even beating area two yet. Uh, I put 24 hours into it and I, I beat the game. Um, oh, you've beaten the game. Okay. Yeah. So I finished it up on Thursday. Um, and it's, it's funny. Cause it's like, I meant to like beat it a lot earlier, but it's just like that loop is so tempting of just like when you go to like, all right, I'm going to go to like, I'm going to do the mission now. Like you fuck around for a couple hours every time you get to new area. Like, all right, I'm going to go do the main area. I'm going to go do the thing now. Like, the, the whole point of why I'm here. And then you're just like, oh, what's, you know, like, you're branching off. There's a left and the right. You're supposed to go left for the main story. I'm like, well, what's, what's over there? You go on over there, and like, there goes another 45 minutes. And you're just like, Absolutely. And there's some annoying parts where you find a cave, and you go into the cave, and there's just like, you actually have to, like, hit A to enter it, and you go to a, a loading screen to get to there, and there's just <laughs> nothing in it. Like you just, it's just, a, it's just nothing. There's literally nothing. And this is like you walk to a cave and it's just fucking full of Zubats. And you're like, God damn it. Um, <laughs> so there's like, it's just very weird. Like, um, yeah. So there's, there's definitely some of that to it. Like, but like, yeah, like the loop is very, like, we're just like, all right, I'm done. And you're like, well, I'm gonna go check it out. Or like, you want to like, oh, well, wait, I haven't seen that Pokemon before. I'm gonna go fuck with that one. Or like, Ooh, I, I'm pretty close to like, doing these things for my checklist here on my poke my pokedex so i'm gonna do this now or like you find the alpha and you're like well, i'm gonna go fuck with that guy and then you go fuck Dude. and you know so this game has the best example i think one of the best like uh examples of like everything you do in that game it accomplishes something mm. you know yeah it oh yeah that's feel that sense of accomplishment just just Balls of the wall, man. It makes you feel so fucking accomplished in regards to achieving different things inside of it. Even if you're, like, say, beating a bunch of different Pokemon or capturing it or exploring a new area and stuff, you get something new almost with each encounter. Yeah. And it makes it so engrossing to where you want to go forth and explore more inside of terrains and you want to go forth and capture multiple different Pokemon instead of being in a past game to where it's one and done. Okay, I got this Pokemon. That's good. I'm going to go to the next area right here. Maybe farm a couple different, like, hours or something like that. Try to get, like, a shiny Pokemon or trying to get, like, a specific Pokemon I want for my team in this pile, this panel of grass. But yet, 
I'm getting frustrated because it's been like over an hour and I can't get this fucking feeb ass inside this one fucking corner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Diamond and oh, Ruby and Sapphire rant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just like, like I said, yeah, the loop is very good. It's like, that's the thing I always go back to with like, it's a really great switch game where like, it's, a, you know, it's a switch is a handheld as well, where it's like, you look at like breath of the wild and like Mario Odyssey, where I look at those, like two of like the best switch games out there to some people say some of the best games of all time. Uh, some would say that the Breath of the Wild is the seventh best game in 2017. Uh, but anyways, um, you know, those games are really great Switch games where, like, if you only got 30, 40 minutes to play them, you can still accomplish quite a bit in that game with 30, 40 minutes. You can Absolutely. knock out a couple of fucking shrines. You can collect a couple of the, the star shines or whatever. I can't forget what they're called in, uh, in um, the moon shines or whatever in Odyssey. Um, you can do a bunch in, like, in like in Legends Arceus, you can do a lot, and thirty like you can just like you just want to wander around and catch Pokemon. You're gonna gain the experience points. You're gonna like add to your Pokedex. You're gonna yeah. unlock, help you rank closer to uh in your in your ranks for uh your your level ranks for the Pokedex. I got to like I got the I got really close to level eight, so I'm in seven. Uh, for for that. Uh, so like I said, I beat the game. Um, took me like twenty four hours to do it uh and like I, I i planned on beating it earlier but like i said i just kind of got wrapped in that loop a bunch and added right. a bunch of time to it i didn't i'm it sounds like gable is going through this game at a much slower pace than i am uh but like i ended up like uh you know but i just you know like that's how i am i start like at a certain point i start mainlining stuff um but like there's like i say towards the, like the latter chunk of the game i wasn't liking it as much because it, it leans more on just like not as kind of cuts out the exploring part like you don't you're not really getting new areas you know that's where almost like that comes from uh like the time comes goes into and then like i don't want to try to spoil too much but like i like the very like final bits of the game of the story although there's a lot of issues with it and i'd like to talk to gables about the story wise there's just a lot of issues with it and i looked up like the uh so i did like i talked about last week where i looked up like there's like so there's like the end of the story and then there's like the post game story stuff to do. And I looked up what you have to do and what that all is. And I'm like, fuck that. Cause that's like 30 hours of like grinding kind of shit to like get to an ending. That's just kind of dumb and pointless. Uh, but uh, yeah, um, I still, I really like this game. I love, I, I really, really love this game. Like I said, there's, there's like, like a lot of small issues that become a fairly big issue. But overall, like like I said, like as a fan growing up of Pokemon and like just really wanting that nostalgia hit for Pokemon, like that's what I go in for, uh, you know. And then especially coming off of uh, Diamond and Pearl when I didn't like I played them for like fourteen hours, but I just kind of fell off really fast. Like I can't wait to see what the future of Pokemon is, like how they incorporate this into. Like I feel like they're gonna find a way to combine the like the the what pokemon that we've known for 25 years and right. this together i can't wait to like eventually we're gonna have to have like pokemon in like the modern day pokemon like they can't like this is a very good like first step and like they're testing out a lot of shit and like there's a lot of good here and then i gotta figure out a way to like combine like and it was weird because in a way it's kind of like what's funny when like you talk to like people like you know like Talking to Justin or like, you know, like when we talk about like Breath of the Wild, he's like, I love Breath of the Wild, but I miss that format of Zelda, even though like P 
people grew tired of the Zelda format. You know, and it's like I love the Metal Gear Solid games, uh, and like as much as I love Five, I miss Metal Gear Solid. I I miss that format, and it's like, in a weird way, you kind of sort of miss that format, even though you were extremely tired of it. It's like yep. I loved you to incorporate this Arceus into what we've known. Like, do the you can still have gym battles and all that. You can still have. The the victory road you can have the final like the elite four like I love exactly. how that but like incorporate this Arceus stuff like we've seen that with the open the um the open areas they had in Sword and Shield like they they've attempted it and it's like I can't wait to like just make that the game but in modern day Pokemon and I hope they find a way to incorporate that and they're on a very good step to it and I, I can't wait I really can't I'll agree but Gables I, I do that. I'm I meant to talk. I meant to show this to you before uh, when we were talking about Nintendo sales numbers. Yeah. Um, I mentioned that Sword and Shield is now the second highest selling game, Pokemon yeah. game of all time. Would you like to know the entire list? Yes. Okay. So it's a little odd because they like you know they always combine like um, Sword and Shield together, Gold and Silver together, Diamond and Silver. Like yep. they always combine. But the third tier, like the the Pokemon Yellow stuff like that, they separate. It's very weird, but. Okay. The worst selling Pokemon game of all time. Yeah. Mainline. Po- Pokemon Crystal, 6.3 million. Oh. Okay. Emerald. But to be fair, the bottom like chunk here are all the third tier games. Like the third that the you know the, so cuz that they, makes sense. So like Emerald is 7 is uh 7.06, Platinum 7.69, Black and uh Black and White 2 8.2, uh Ultra Sun Ultra Moon 8.89. Fire Red Leaf Green, twelve million. Heart Gold and Soul Silver, twelve point seven two. Uh, like we talked about, uh, Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl, thirteen point nine seven. The Let's Go games at fourteen point three three. Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, those are the three DS remakes at fourteen point four six. Pokemon Yellow, fourteen point six four. Black and White, fifteen point six four. Ruby okay. and Sapphire, sixteen point two two. Sun and Moon, sixteen point two seven. Uh, X and Y at 16.58. Diamond and Pearl at 17.67. Gold and Silver, 23.7. Sword and Shield, 23.9. And number one, Red, red, Green, Blue, 31.38. So a pretty large gap between one and two there. But yeah. uh, Yes. Pretty pretty interesting. I thought it was kind of an interesting list. But now we know that, you know, in three days... Uh, Legend Arceus already outsold Crystal, so uh, <laughs> wow. So it's not the I don't know. I'm, I'm curious. I think that I think that game has a real shot at becoming number. I, I wouldn't be surprised by the end of the year. I mean, only three different versions have sold over 20 million copies. I feel like by the end of this year, Gables is a very real chance that game will have sold 20 million copies and it will become at least the, the fourth best selling game in the Pokemon franchise. So. Depending upon what they do with the next, especially when it comes to maybe potential DLC, I could see this game potentially possibly reaching close to red and blue in terms of sale numbers. Yeah, potentially. I, I would be cool with that. You know, I, I, I still I still hold out hope for that Let's Go Gold and Silver games. Um, <laughs> but uh, I feel like it's less and less likely. But Gables, before we get out of here, I yeah. do want to talk to you about one other game. Okay. Um, I picked up the Uncharted uh, Legacy of 
was it like Legends of uh, Legacy of Drake or whatever it's called? Uh, that edition, the PS5 edition. Uh, okay. So this is really cool, Gales. I thought that you had to own. Uh, it was ten dollars to upgrade each individual game. Yeah. And you had to own each individual game on PS4. Fun fact, Gables, you only have to own one of those games on PS4 oh. to get the upgrade. So it's only one ten. So if you own, say, Uncharted 4 digitally or physically, and you want to upgrade to the PS5, you can get both for ten bucks. So because uh, I own, I own Uncharted 4 digitally. I bought Uncharted Lost Legacy physically, but I, I traded it in. Um, but I got both copies, and you know, get all the trophies for it too. So that's pretty cool. I jumped from 327 to 329 on my uh, trophy list. Um, whatever the fuck that means. Uh, but anyways, um, I started playing some Uncharted 4 on the PS5. So they got like a few different settings here. So they have like the, there's a 4K 30 setting. There's like the um, 1440. 1080, 60 frames. Well, there's a, there's a 1440, 60 frames. And then there's a f- performance plus mode that is 1080 120 frames. And let me wait, tell you, wait, well, this supports 120 frames. Yeah, on the PS5. So I don't, I mean, most, a lot of TVs don't have it, uh, but I guess my no. TV does. I didn't realize my TV does, but it can do it. Okay, so it's actually some per, it actually goes through and supports like uh, 120 hertz, like 144 hertz or something. Yeah, I don't know what the hertz are. I don't understand that part, but Gables, let me tell you, man. The hertz whole... is a processing sort of like thing in terms of frame rate and stuff. Okay, I, I don't. I don't have a clue. Cables. I I don't understand. I've tried to understand it. I don't got a fuck clue. It, you you might as well just start speaking fucking alien to me. Um, speak Badoof to me for all I fucking know. Uh, that's Pokemon. But uh, Badoof. Cables. When you're playing Pokemon Legends, where you're just going around like randomly yelling Pokemon names, like as if you were the Pokemon. Is that just a me thing? Do you do that? Do I do that? Am no, I just weird? It's only it's only with Bidoof and the right. I do that. It's oh my god! Every, it's because of every time that he fucking like comes over here, my the immediate thing that comes to mind is like he just looks at me, he's like, "Doofy." Yeah, I just got every time I see it, my my volume levels shot way up when I got really excited about that when he said that. Gables, every time I would see a Badoof, I just go Badoof. I don't know why I would just or like I'd see like a go Ghastly. I was just doing that the entire fuck. I'm a fucking nerd. Uh, but anyways, back to Uncharted 4. I, yes. I've been playing. I So I've never been like the, the frames per second snob. Uh, but it's oddly like really with the Xbox Series S, I have gone, especially because it's not as powerful, but I've been focusing more on frame rates where like I was playing Forza. Like normally I've been like, I'm just going to, I want the game to look as pretty as possible. So I'll do like, I always okay. done like the, whatever the fidelity mode or whatever. So it does like 4K. So like I on PS4 Pro, I'd always do like the whatever makes it looks the prettiest. I'd do that and just do like 30 frames. Um, but like I played like last year playing like Forza Horizon Five and on, on Halo Infinite, like I started playing at 60 frames per second. I'm like, oh, I want to do 4K 30. And I did 4K 30. And I'm like, fuck this. I'm going back to 60. Uh, but even still on on PlayStation Five, I've still done the 4K 30. Um, and I've been like. I, so I was like, well, I'm just going to do the 4K 30. And I was doing that. And I'm like, oh, this game looks fucking pretty. I'm like, I was like, oh, I'm going to go, all right. You know, because I have a set to just do that. I'm like, well, I want to see what it looks like. I, I like to toggle back and forth a little bit. And then I noticed the performance plus mode with 120 frames per second. And uh, my God, Gables. Oh, I get it. I'm starting to get it. I'm starting to get it. I'm not going to be the snob about it. 
I'm not gonna be a snob because I'm still like I I would I you know I'm the give me make it look as pretty as possible guy, but my God, playing this at 120 frames per second, holy shit! It's not like as sharp of a, like it's still better than PS4 like when I played it on PS4 obviously, but like holy shit, I blew me away. That was a life altering experience, Gables. First time playing a game at 120 frames per second. Way more like noticeable, obviously, four times more noticeable than 30, double than 60. I, I like because I've never like I've always been like, I don't notice a major difference, but I've always been like, yeah, I'm like a racing game or a fighting game. I want 60, but like, you know, like a, like a like something like an Uncharted where it's a little slower, stuff like that. Right. Or like even like a Madden, I'll just play it 30. I'm fine with that. Uh, but my fucking God, that game. Holy shit. Anyways, uh, immediately though, Gables, like I, I haven't played. I just got to tell you, Gables, your game of the year of 2016, Uncharted 4, mm-hmm. still fucking fantastic. Uh, oh, yeah. I I forget. I, I don't know why I do this with Uncharted games. Where I forgot how good Uncharted was when I played it on PS3 when I did the trilogy. And I played them again. And I'm like, oh, my God, these games are fucking amazing. Like, one was, like, never, like, awesome. Like, was never, like, best game of all time. But, like, I you know, even, like, playing it on PS4, I'm like, oh, this game's still very good. But it's not, yeah, it wasn't. Never was, but like two and three were like, oh my god, these are game of the year, game of the generation contenders. And then I played my PS4, I'm like, they, yeah, they were, they still are. Um, and then Uncharted Four, I forgot. It's been six years, you know, since I played it. Um, <laughs> you know, since it came out, and I was just like playing it. I'm just like, a couple hours in, I'm like, oh my god, I forgot how amazing Uncharted is. Like, it's been six years, like, well, five if you include Lost Legacy, but that's a DLC slash spinoff. But it's like how long it's been since, like, just sitting there, like, listening to Nathan Drake, how funny he is, how witty he is. Um, uh, uh, Elena, his wife, the, the my dream girl. Um, Tyler, don't fall in love with a, a fucking video game character. Don't do it. So, how did it feel to go through that Crash Bandicoot level? Amazing, Gables. Drake? It was amazing. That's a stupid question. It was awesome. And I, I still didn't beat her score. Did you have she, the thoughts of like, look at this, like, well, that company made that, you know, it's like the, they now own by Microsoft. Yeah, that's true. That's right. I didn't think about that. That's very funny. It's a good point. Holy shit. Like, I wonder if like, they're like, Microsoft's like, ah, take that out of the game. Uh, but yeah, like, man, I, my God, it was funny. Like, so I took a screenshot on my PS4 six years ago huh? from this ledge early on in the game. And I did it again today. Got to that same ledge. And I'm like, don't I have a screenshot of this saved on my phone when I took a screenshot? I took the screenshot, you know, with my PS4 with the share button or whatever, but I saved it on my phone. Uh, and thank God, via the cloud, I still had it. Um, and I went back and I looked at it. And I'm like, man, like I, that, like six years later, that same same picture, that same vista I was looking at, I'm just like, wow, this is stunning. Like, and I like. You like like going through like there's that part in the beginning of the game when you're like walking through the attic, and like you're finding all like the old like like stuff that like from the like things he he kept from like his original the original games like he found like the coin or he found like the little uh, uh fucking thing that like he helped solve like puzzles with or like finds the diaries and pictures he took along the way from those games and it's like reminiscing about the past and like the music like like the music from those games kind of kicks in a little bit. And then, like, there's, like, that overall, this is the original theme. I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, it just, it bring, like, I was getting chills 
playing through this game, I'm like, I forgot just how fucking great this fucking franchise is. Uh, I'm like, I'm on chapter five. Yeah, five. Uh, and I'm, oh, man, I'm back in. It like, I was like, I was just like, good. Dibble, you know, dilly dabble a little bit in here. Like, uh, you know, I want, it's only 10 dollars upgrade. I'm like, fuck it. I'll just jump in and check it out and see how I feel about it. And like, I, I, I played for like three hours straight today. I'm just like, Oh fuck. Yeah. I'm back in. I'm all in now. <laughs> this game is fantastic. <laughs> uh, I forgot how good this game is. Uh, and I can't wait to keep playing again. Like it's like, you know, I know a lot of like the big cute, like the, the big like story moments of this game. Uh, it's still fucking awesome. It's so fun to play. The characters are fantastic. I just I forgot, you know, Naughty Dog very good at making video games. Who who could have thought it? Um, but yeah, that's um that's all I've been playing. I mean, is there anything else you've been playing this week, Gables? Besides Pokemon? No, no, no? pretty much. Okay, well, I, you know, Gables, I can't wait. I hope uh, can't wait to see what you say when uh, uh next week when you've had a you know a lot more time jumping this too. So I'm curious to see where you like when you get to the end of the game where you're at. But um, yeah. anyways, I think that's gonna wrap it up for this week. So. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you like the show, please uh, like, follow, subscribe. We're everywhere. iTunes, Spotify, uh, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, uh, Facebook. Wherever podcasts are at, Google, we're on them. Please like, follow, subscribe, five stars, share. Shares is the big one. Ring the bells. Whatever the fuck you got to do to make you not forget about us, uh, please do that. Because uh, don't you don't you forget about me and Gables. Um but anyways, I'll toast out Tyler. And I've been Colonel Gables. Until next time, everyone, play some fun games. And thank you for listening to another fun-filled episode of the Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. And hey, Gables. Yep. Too sweet. Too sweet, man. Bye, guys. See ya.